Welcome to Bleed TV, the podcast of the best shows on TV. I'm Zach, and tonight we're talking about the Bastic Executioner. Uh, this was episode 107. It was called Behold the Lamb. Um, the uh, episode was uh, written, of course, by Kirk Sutter, and the director was Ashley Way. Um, overall, the episode was pretty darn good. Um, I enjoyed how the how it progressed through the entire episode from start to finish. It was almost as if a singular episode that could have been pulled and placed at any point throughout the show because um, it was a fairly contained plot for the majority of it. Now, I understand a lot of times that the, the Chamberlain and uh, his overall deal with Price and a few other things were in play, but the reality of it is this was more about basically what the title calls, the Behold the Lamb. It was about the the sacrificial lamb or the, the prisoner being presented and what it represented and what had to happen, and that was the central point of everything that happened in the episode. And so I enjoyed that. You know, it didn't move the plot a whole lot, um, but it was okay. It didn't need to. Um, it was just more or less like a speed bump in the road to the success of the show. Um, that you had to have a, you had to have this happen, and you had to have these things come out uh, and see where it was going to take. And it was an interesting way to throw in the dynamics of Brattle and his confession versus, you know, what it means for his boys, as well as learning about the Chamberlain and his past, and then the Deacon being involved, and it was just a lot of information, a lot of different directions, um, and it was just adding more spice to everything, and so that's why I really enjoyed it. Would I say it's uh, over the top best episode of the season? No, um, you know, it just uh, it was just a lot of information, a lot of progression, a lot of more detail to you know let you wrap up your thoughts and different things and so that's what I would say it was about and I think it achieved that. Um, one thing I will say you know is, is that I got I, I want to appreciate and say thank y'all to a lot a lot of people. Uh, I asked for more feedback last week and I got it. Uh, a lot of emails. Um, I got some tweets and a few other things and uh, I got a lot of good stuff. Unfortunately uh, you know about half of it was uh, a negative about the show though um, which was kind of surprising considering that you know if you're in the sixth episode or so and going into your seventh episode you know it would you would think that you're probably a person who likes the show or so on but I did have a strong amount of people who were had a lot of negative comments and Basically, we're staying faithful due to either Sutter or they were watching it in denial, which was said several times. Um, you know, it's just, uh, and I hate to hear that, but because I feel like the show is getting better. Um, several comments, there was some, one from Mike, uh, another one from Sarah, and they were saying that the show has gained its footing and got into a good stride and every, sub, every episode is building and so on. And, uh, and I, I completely agree with that. Um, I think that the show uh, had a tough beginning because, you know, like I said before, it just is being compared to his other work and being a period piece, it automatically puts it in the negative column before you even see the first piece of film. And I think that's just been one of the tough pills to swallow for a lot of viewers. And I encourage people to continue on, and I really feel like it's getting somewhere and we're about to really, really get neck deep and some, some really cool climaxes and some different things that are going to happen down, coming up the way. Um, uh, I'll, let's discuss a few of these feedbacks. Uh, Evan wrote me in, and one of the key things he said, and you know, and I want to put out there, um, and I did little snippets from these emails, and like I said, again, really appreciate it. Um, Evan said that uh, he believes that Moyer 
Chamberlain's character, uh, could possibly make the show even better if he was the lead. He believes he's the most legit actor on the show. And what was my thoughts on that? Um, you know, I, I think he is a fine actor. I think that what he is trying to accomplish is good. Unfortunately, he's a character I, I, I don't really care for or enjoy. Uh, you know, he's a he's the bad guy or in a kind of unique way. But every time, you know, he's diabolical or um, does something to assert his authority and power, there's always a, you know, like a chink in the armor or something. A good example tonight was is that, you know, he immediately goes out and kills, um, I think his name was Kolo or Kalo, uh, you know, the, the heavier set friend of the bridal and Marshall them. And we, we get the information about him being, you know, basically, uh, you know, molested as a small child and, and so on. And it's just very interesting that, you know, for a person who's in a power and authority and so on, it's, you know, every time he does something or a strategic move, he seems to have something that doesn't just get, comes back or pulls back a little bit to make it the ultimate situation. Sometimes I can't necessarily put a finger or a thumb on it. Um, but he, there's definitely little things, you know, I, I really wish that, you know, uh, it was more of a complete package. But I understand that, you know, considering he's not the top dog, he's not the Baron, he is still under the thumb of the Baroness, and he's still trying to work his fingers and different things. You know, and I guess that's what it happens to be, but I guess I'm, I'm desiring a true arch villain, but... He's just, you know, he's a he's a problem. He's creating problems. He has his own agenda, and it's Brattle's wrapped up into it. Uh, there, so there's not a central bad guy. It's like everybody has their drama. Everybody has their issue. Everybody has their own problems. His just seem to be more intertwined with Brattle and the, the revenge and everything. So uh, I guess that's one of the biggest things there. But overall, to answer your question, Evan, do you think? Do I feel like if he was the lead of the episode, would things be different? I don't necessarily agree that putting him the lead, considering what type of character he is, I just don't see how that's even uh, positive to have somebody who's doing what he's doing or going down that road. Or you could be looking at the other way, where if maybe Stephen Moore was the actual bridal character, um, that, you know, that's, I, I really, could, I couldn't mind it. You know, I have nothing wrong with Lee Jones. I think uh, people are jonesing for him, as they call it. I love that little t uh, tidbit they do on Twitter. Um but just much like Charlie Hunnam was and like that, you know, I think he's just an acquired taste for an unknown actor. And I think he's getting better. The problem is, is that being a period piece and listening to this dialogue and the way they speak and talk to each other, you know, uh, it just makes it difficult because it's difficult to relate to. And so he's, it's like you're acting and you have to hold on to a crutch while you're trying to be a bad guy, you know, a badass. And so, um, I think it's just going to take more and more time and get to that, you know, to that level on where we actually really, really are dying of thirst for this to see this character, and uh, we just haven't got to that point yet. Uh, Richard uh, emailed me and said the show is getting better and better and making more sense every time we watch it. I really enjoy getting the extra tidbits of information. It's almost like I'm figuring out a puzzle piece by piece. I really feel like the show is going to amp up considerably in the next couple of episodes and do like Sutter always does and give us the Big Bang ending. Uh, Richard, I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, I think this is right on the money. Um, I, 
absolutely love. We're getting a little more detail, a little more detail, a little more detail. Now, I will say this episode didn't give as much as the last episode did, um, but it is giving us more. You know, uh, you know the, the you know she actually, as I said last week, you know the the Templar uh, armor and suit and stuff like that, and she confirmed that this week. That kind of made me feel good, pat myself on the back a little bit. But you know the. Uh, Boy, that armor and everything looked good and nice and shiny and brand new and stuff, which kind of surprised me. And I, I know I've I've hounded this whole detail of things need to look dirty and old and so on, you know. But that looks like a brand new, bright, shiny outfit, you know. And I just, I, it makes me think, you know, did he ever use it or was this a, a something he wanted to be and never achieved? It gives me doubts about him wearing it, you know. I I don't know. So I mean. I'm um, concerned about that. Uh, the other things that you know pop up, and the deacon looking for you know the writings, and the, and of course now we got the book of the Nazarene, um, and what that means, and the, you know the cool Latin writing, and uh, so the, the show is definitely giving us little tidbits here and there, and here and there uh, about where it's going, what it's meaning, and so on. So yes, I, I'm definitely right there, and I'm really curious to see what is going to be the big uh, you know, the linchpin or what it was, what's going to have to come out that's going to make this whole thing epic and a real run for the money kind of situation at the end. You know, is it going to be the Baroness's pregnancy? Is it going to be them getting caught maybe in kind of a love situation? Is it going to be, you know, Price and Chamberlain deciding to do their own bidding? Is it going to be the wolf? Is the wolf going to come into play? And is it going to come out they're related and that this is all, you know, a conspiracy? Uh, there's a lot this could go. And if anything, actually, it could be multiple of these things. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm looking the chops there. Um, TW wrote in and goes, Was it me or did you feel the same way when the scene with Brattle and Lady Love was just not quite right? Um, and I know exactly what you're talking about. The You know, when he comes in and he confesses himself to her and he makes his move and comes at her and the whole scenario... I was really kind of like, this is a little forward. He's pushing it, you know. It's a, it's a, it's a touch much, and uh, her, her body language and her reactions. I don't know. It just didn't jive with me. I, I think I know exactly what you're talking about, T.W. Um, that it just, I don't know. It, one was at one angle, one's another angle, you know. And they could have been going for it, that there was a struggle. You're not supposed to be kissing a punisher. You're not supposed to be kissing somebody who just confessed or not who they are and killed your husband. And maybe that was what her emotion was trying to represent. Um, I, but I do know what you're thinking, and I feel like I do. And, yeah, it did feel a little off, but not to the point of I can say, or that was just a bad scenario. So, um, But I appreciate you writing me in on that. Um, Seth told me... Um, that he felt like the problem with the show is is that unfortunately no character that has been cast in the show is somebody you were worth caring about. And not even Katie Seagal has enough of an effect in the show to make you desire to watch it solely based on what she brings to the table. Um, I, you know, this was Seth. Seth, I, I mentioned this, uh, I think, a podcast or two ago um, that, yes, um, you know, we do have a very virgin cast or you know, an unknown or I'm not going to say B-rate or anything like that. It's just that I'm, it's just, they're just not known in a lot of things that I've watched, you know. Um, believe it or not, of all the main characters, only the priest 
and uh, Marshall are people I've seen in other productions or movies that I can call current or something, you know, that's I can see outside of a Sutter show, you know. Um, you know, the, the priest it was in True Detective. He was in a lot of other good shows. He's been in a lot of good movies. He's a fine actor. Uh, Marshall was the bad guy in um, Taken, I think, three. Um, and, you know, was one. So they've got some they've got some chops there. But Lee Jones, I've never seen before. You know, has a history with, uh, I think, Australian soap opera. Um, and a lot of the other characters are just unknown to me. And um, I think that definitely makes it difficult. You know, if you go back to the comparison of The Shield, I mean, you had old Michael Chiklis, the commish, and you, you know, um, and you had one or two other characters, and so you immediately had a recognizable face, and and they they grabbed you immediately. And just like Sons of Anarchy, I mean, Chips and um, Kim Coates' character, and uh, several others, they were they were so unique and dynamic, and it was just an instantaneous attraction to watch and see what they're going to do and what was going to happen. I mean, Bobby and his Elvis impersonations and everything else. I mean, so you really come to those connections. Unfortunately, this show just you just don't have that. You know, there's no the relatability of being a period piece and not seeing him and knowing him or you know having any other history on film with most of the characters. It automatically hurts it, and so that was that was an immediate downfall for me for the for this entire season. Is is that man? I really, really wish they had maybe cast one or two characters that you just really, really look forward to seeing every single episode, and they have a niche or a character, uh, a characterization about them that just makes you fall in love. And I believe that you know, Nora and Sutter's characters are supposed to be that, but they just don't have the frequency. And it's not the niche that a lot of people desire. Um, you know, I mean, I received several feedbacks that uh, Katie Seagal's accent immediately turned them off on the entire season where, uh, you know, it's made it difficult to watch and so on. And I even said that in the first, uh, you know, podcast or two that the accent was tough to listen to and the, the dress and these, you know, the entire get up and the effects were not where I expected, especially for a shutter show. You know, and so... I think that's just the main reason people have this feeling and I'm really hoping that we could just really dive in and really attach to a few characters quicker and more meaningful so that we really 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 you know love the show um, Barry came in and just I'll say the last one here is so am I correct Chamberlain is now molested bisexual is this correct and uh, yes I guess that is correct um, his whole conversation with uh, Ko there before he beats him or bunges him with this um, the shaft or metal object, you know he discusses how he's the favorite boy and out of all of them and how he, you know, takes upon his you know his rectum or his behind or, and you know I, you know I, I understand and it kind of gives you some background to why you see him uh, having a boy toy or being bisexual or having those kind of things. Uh, I just, yeah, unfortunately, it just, it didn't add to the character in a positive way for me. Uh, if anything, it made, uh, you know, the Chamberlain's character less and more feeble and not as cunning or anything. And it just, I don't know. And then, of course, right after that, you know, him having the black cloak and walking away fast, it just didn't, it didn't carry that presence of sinister or true evil or anything if anything you would want him to turn and look and so that 
you know, he knows, yeah, you know who killed your man, you know, you all that, you know, so you, you would have that personal effect, that connection, that, that gut-wrenching, why would you do that? Instead of the comical, you know, little scene that as they're preparing the torture, you know, the next, you know, the next day, of course, and he's like, well, you, you know, man, you know, I, I, it leaves me no choice to take one of yours, chop, chop, you know, and knocks the thing and keeps walking. It would have been so much more satisfying if Chamberlain had stopped and it had been kind of gritty and grainy and kind of turned and with a shadowy face, giving like, like a grin of, you know, go to, you know, where and like, you know, when you find him, you're going to know what I've done and, you know, and it's your fault. And just to have that, that effect, you know, that, like I said, that more sinister, you know, giving that guy more chops and it just didn't do that you just see him speed walking away and the, the lighting was interesting and um you know brow comes over and sees his guy and his you know his head's beating in and they're all crying and, and you know putting the weapon in some other guy who looks like he's drunk laying there it just didn't it didn't help there was these are little details that how does that make the situation any different why is it in that guy's hand why i kill him why do i mean there was just little things that i don't know just missed a little bit, and that that's what hurt um, in some of those little parts. Because, I mean, I enjoyed learning more about it, but, yeah, it was just sad. Um, you know, the highs and lows of the episode, of course. The, the high point of the episode for me was, of course, the, you know, the torture scene and so on. Um, learning of, you know, I went back and I looked, you know. A lot of people might not know is that, you know, the torture method that was used right here, uh, was he was quartered by horse um, a good reference movie a lot of people can say they've seen you know that something similar and this is basically within the same time realm very very similar as the movie Braveheart um, you know William Wallace's uh, ending scenario um, in that movie he was um, stretched he was um, disemboweled uh, he and then he was um, quartered but by a, a bladed weapon um, Quartered could be done at that time by either a bladed weapon or by horse. Um, but a horse, a horse um, quartering was saved for murderers or assassins of nobility and was considered a crowd favorite at that time. Um, so I'm, I applaud Sutter for being historically correct and having, since this man killed a woman of nobility, that they did the horse quartering. Um, the one thing about it that I thought was interesting is, is that, you know, when I did my history, quartering was usually done with four horses at the minimum, not two. Um, and that was the reason and it was done in a location that supported that. And it was done with rope, not chain, um, which was something else I thought was interesting. Typically, now it doesn't say chain was never used, but just trying to stay more accurate to the situation. Um, but overall, you know, the, the, here's the accuracy point I give real credit. Whenever you quarter somebody by horse, you take a knife or dagger and you sever the connections of the shoulder and your hip, um, in which they did, which I was really, really impressed that they did that. Um, and they showed that they took a knife and stabbed him in the shoulders where you have your connective your connective tendons and your muscles and so on in your in your rotator cup as well as you know and so when they pulled it apart it makes it much easier for the arm to dislodge from the body um that is an amazing great detail you know something a lot of people wouldn't think about and it 
it really, really made me enjoy, you know, of course, I mean, it's one thing to say, oh my gosh, I enjoyed the, the gore and the, the violence, but I enjoyed that they were historically correct, the detail was put in place, and, uh, and I appreciated that. Um, other things I enjoyed about the episode, you know, of course, going to continue with the violence theme is that, you know, uh, Marshall and Brad, um, Brad were recruited to go and, you know, attack a, a neighboring rebel, you know, village or encampment or whatever. Um, and the entire scene, which I was really kind of surprised. I thought this was going to be an opportunity for them to maybe take out some soldiers, but, uh, that if we're, you know, against them and we're ones who help kill their family and so on. But it made total sense that later on when they, you know, if you came back and your soldiers were dead, then the chamberlain was definitely going to have, you were going to pay repercussions. And so you needed to keep them alive. And thus later on, you see one of the soldiers go and he gets killed beautifully by a dagger through the face um, as the guy jumps on the horse. Uh which was a really really cool scene. I really enjoyed it, you know. And I even I really also liked how the horse it was the horse was decorated, had that cool armor, and he was you know trotting along. And when he stops, you know, has the slide and the sound effects were really good and the music was awesome. Um, and so I really appreciate it. You can definitely tell where they spend more time and effort to make certain things look a certain way, to really hone in and give that good satisfaction, you know, for the viewer. Um, I really enjoyed the intro, um, the you know the the not mystical but very elegant music as the deacon was doing mass, uh, the looking through the window and stuff. I, I thought that was a really neat opening, um, and I I do like that we it came to some openness and some conclusion. You know, Bridal confessing who he was, and knowing knowing now it puts the Baroness in the mix of okay, now I really have to make some hard decisions and it really thickens the plot because she's aware the Chamberlain is making moves behind her. You know, she finds the paperwork of this prisoner that's being the sacrificial lamb uh, as receiving, you know, debt, you know, his debts are being for, uh, foregone and his <clears throat> wife and children are coming here and uh, receiving aid and jobs and uh, she, uh, that kind of stuff was good to see that she is a smart and witty uh, woman who is putting dots together. And now Bridal has put her even even farther into it of uh, who I am, who I was, what I did, you're aware, and her keeping him alive to do her bidding. And, you know, and what I felt like was uh, almost like a little, you know, the kiss was kind of the spark of, oh, now I know, you know never had this feeling for any man but now you so uh, I'm definitely seeing that blossom and so that whole scenario I really enjoyed um, you know and of course you can add the parts of you know the the scripted lines of uh, price you know trying to uh, get her hand in love and so on and her you know her fighting that off and you know these were just things you I didn't expect very much you would expect them to have more more time for her to figure things out or there would be more wooing or more things to try to make her come around. Instead, it was very blunt, right to the point. Here it is, and she didn't take it. She wasn't, you know, the sales pitch failed is what I wrote in my notes, to be honest with you. And so I thought that was uh, a pretty cool little deal there. Um, you know, 
Honora and Sutter's character didn't have much to do with the episode. It wasn't until the very end, and we learned that the priest was basically learning that the deacon is the uh, the devil, you know, or the the bad seed, or the the thing of evil. And you know, I want so much more to do with the priest. The guy is just a phenomenal, phenomenal watch, and I'm really hoping he unleashes and. Uh, becomes what I hope he's going to become, and somebody who's a badass for the show. Um, you know, they've already showed you a little tidbits that he has a past before he became a man of the cloth. Uh, will we see that? Man, I hope so. I think everybody would get to enjoy if he comes out of nowhere and shows his skills. Maybe he was part of the ten floor. Maybe he has some other history of this. And that I think whatever he's hiding is going to come into play. And it's really going to add to the show, and I think that is what's going to be really, really awesome. Uh, and that's what it needs to be, and that's what I want. Um, you know, Marshall's character, I thought the actor who played Marshall um, really did a good job this episode. You know, I didn't he didn't have any of those scenes that was kind of like, eh, or anything like that. Um, they... Uh, they really honed in on like you know showed him struggling with it, what he had done and the torture and so on. Which, by the way, I got some great feedback last week about you know I had questions about what things were, and uh, the torture devices and so on. And um, I had two great ladies come in and tell me, and another guy come and tell me uh, that the torture device last week was what's called a pair, a pair of anguish. And it was, just to get this, this tells you anything, it was a device that you stick into the orifices of a body, and it has a crank lever on one side, and as you crank it, the pair opens up like a, uh, like a flower and separates, stretches the interior tissue until the point it's, it cannot handle it anymore. And I'll let your mind go from there. And this was used for... Um, liars, uh, thieves, uh, homosexuals, um, and several different types like that. And it was either inserted in the person's mouth, rectum, or in a woman's uh, vaginal. And, uh, and it was excruciating, horrible, terrible, unbelievable you know, pain, destruction, and tearing of human flesh internally. And uh, wow. What a what a what a, a very creepy uh, tool of destruction and uh, or tool of uh, torture I should say, and so uh, I'm happy we didn't see that. I mean, you saw the remnants and let your mind go wild, but uh, the two or three people who sent me information they all they all said we warn you if you Google it, you know. And I was like, okay, I rolled with it, and they were correct. Uh, and so you know, it's, it's one of those things, um, but. Overall, you know, I will tell you guys that you know one of the, the some of the things that bothered me about the episode, uh, like I said, we, we talked about earlier, is Brattle and Lady Love's uh, little kissing and how that whole thing unfolded was just uh, something's a little off. Why does he keep calling her Lady Love? I don't or my love, you know. I don't understand why that's in there. Um, I'm not real sure. You know, it, this is the Baroness. My love, you know, I, I, I don't know. Um, uh, cuckoo for Cocoa Puff's wife, you know, Brattle, the real Brattle's wife. The whole scenario of him going in there and comforting her and making love and so on. My initial thoughts are is that, well, he's about to go. He's about to die and leave her, you know, to raise this child by herself and so on. So he's giving her a lasting memento. 
Um, okay. Um, that's about all I could say. I just, I don't, I don't know. It just kind of was like, me, a scratch in my head, you know? Um, but then, you know, and the other things, you know, and I can't, man, I hate the heart, but you know, the whole, the setting in the background, whenever there are scenes at night and they're going through the, these little villages and towns or, you know, in this, in this whole area, the lighting looks great. It looks dirty, it looks rustic, it looks authentic. As soon as it becomes daylight and they show these things, it just, for some reason, it just has this effect on me. And it's, I actually got several feedbacks that agree uh, that it just does not look accurate or it doesn't perceive the, you know, what it should be like, you know, and I don't, like I said before, I can't necessarily put my thumb or my finger on exactly what's missing or what's wrong. But just the vibe is there that, you know, something's about it, you know. And so when I think of England and Wales and things like that, I think of an area that's constantly wet, constantly muddy, constantly dirty, very difficult for anything to look green, lush, you know, um, and is bright and cheery sight. And, and uh, so when you see these people and, you know, the cleanliness and the, and their huts and how, and how things are done. I, I don't know. I feel like it's losing effect in some parts of that. And so I'm, I'm still hoping for something to, to kick out of that. Um, and of course, you know, how is the deacon going to play out from here? You know, yes, he's searching people. He's tearing clothes off, trying to see who has the markings. He's you know doing all this, you know, but how, how is this going to play out for his part? I'm curious to see where it goes. You know, Sutter, you know, the, his character says, well, yeah, we have a singular man watching us. I know this. And Nora talks about that. Why only one person? If this is somebody who you confirm is hiding in the cave and has these markings and so on, this is all overheard. Why was only one person there to go and see? Is this just a scouting thing? In my opinion, you know, the way they've been doing everything else is by force and numbers. Why was this different? Um, and that was something that was brought up by two or three people, and I completely agree and thought the same thing, you know. And so I, I'm not real sure um, why it went to that. And so these are just little things. Like I said, the, overall the episode was good. I enjoyed it. I think most people enjoyed it who are you know, who have been really listening and enjoying and going through every episode. You know, of all the 50% of the feedbacks that had negatives, people are still watching the show. So there is something that is still hooking you. And that is a good thing. And continue to watch. Like I said, I really, really feel strongly that something is about to kick and really get going. And it's going to really make you just really appreciate that you continue watching. And uh, and you're going to love it. And that's, that's what I'm hoping for. And that's what I'm looking forward to. And so, but other than that, guys, uh, you can always reach me at bleedtvpodcast at gmail.com or at bleedtv on Twitter. We have a Facebook page. I would love to sit there and kind of be dynamic. What do you call it? I really don't have any conversation with anybody except for uh, one or two on Facebook when it comes to the Bastard Executioner. I'd like to hit more. Uh, but anything else y'all can think of, let me know. If there's something you want to hear in the show, hit me. Other than that, guys, I will catch you next week. And this is Bleed TV. I'm Zach, and I'm out.